Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, with you for the next couple of hours. A lot going on and a ton to get to. Uh, we've got a, I think, a pretty good guest list today. We're going to be live in Kansas City at the Sprint Center. Looking forward to that. Alex Halstead, Cyclone Alert, going to join us late in the program. The Cyclones are actually on the floor as we speak, uh, getting some shots up at the Sprint Center. There is some news. We'll get to that momentarily. Uh, coming from our colleague, Trent Condon. Yes. Uh, with the Sports Fanatics, Chris William is there. Just sent me a text. I found it interesting. We'll share it with you, the audience, here in the next couple of minutes. Coming up on the program, uh, very time. Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com, part of the Shutdown Corner. He is uh, their NFL columnist, and we will talk to Frank on the first three days. Well, actually, now they can do it for real. Actually, sign is a void to the uh, uh, the legal tampering <laughs> portion of the week, which is doesn't make a lot of sense. But um, we'll we'll talk some NFL with all the news that's going on in the NFL. Frank will stop on in here at about ten twenty-five. It's Wednesday. That means we taped David Kaplan earlier. Cappy will join us. We'll do some Cubs. We'll do some Bears. Sprinkle in some White Sox as well. Where else are you going to go? College basketball, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He always does. He NBC Sports National. Yes. Two twenty on your Directv. Yes. He does the A ten a lot. He does. He's also very good friends with Tom Izzo. Izzo was. Oh, I don't yeah. remember the is the story. Izzo was in his wedding party, or Cappy was in Izzo's wedding party. Regardless, they're tight. They're very close. Yes. They really are. Um, that's a month. I'm not making. I'm not exaggerating one little bit on that. This isn't coach media friendliness. No, this is this is a different level. Legitimate friendship. Yes. Uh, so we'll talk to Cap uh, about uh, college basketball. But he slides in here. What ten forty five? Yep. We'll get to Cappy. Wade Looking Bill, former Hawkeye, is going to help us out with the Big Ten tournament at about eleven fifteen, eleven twenty ish, and then uh, Alex Halstead down to Kansas City. We will go. All right. Chris Williams uh, just sent me a text prior to going on the air, and he just spoke with uh, Coach Pro. Uh, Cam Lard is going to play tomorrow, apparently. I'm surprised at that. Yeah, 22 and a half hours ago, I asked the question to Chris, and he didn't believe he would play. Well, your partner was the same way, I mean. Yes. I didn't think he would, Trent. I thought he was done at Iowa State. You know, the... the um, he would dress out. Yeah, and, and he'd be, and a part be of on the, the bench, and they would give him a towel, and he could stand up when something good happened and wave the towel around mm-hmm. and then sit back down and wait for the next good thing to happen and, you know, rinse and repeat. But he's going to play. Look, it's it's all hands on deck time. I get that. Yeah. I really do. I, I don't have a problem with it. Do you think this is almost more matchup dependent? If they were taking on... Great point. Yes, great point. A- anybody other than Oklahoma. Baylor. Yes. <laughs> and the front line and how mm-hmm. difficult it has been for mm-hmm. them to go up against this front line of Baylor. Yep. We know what happened in the season series. Mm-hmm. Matchup dependent. You you, need, you, this is the frustrating component, though. All I asked for last Saturday, I wanted to finally see... It means nothing. You're locked into the 4-5 game. You're playing Baylor. Yep. yep. You want to see them, obviously, play better. And they did against Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech Texas is really good. But I wanted to see those big guys playing together. Well, Camlar didn't play, right. so you didn't get to see that. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to go into a game, and maybe this is a game that you do it, but you have had a long stretch here where you could play around yeah. with those lineups. And just for a stretch, you know what? Under 12 timeout, let's go out here until the under 8, and let's play two bigs together. And I don't care what combination it is with the three, with Jacobson, Condit, and, and Lard. But just do it. Just do it. All right. One's a center, the other's a power forward. Go big every once in a while because, well, here's this matchup. You know you're going to see it. Alas, it couldn't happen. 
because Cam Lahren didn't get off the bench Saturday. No, and it was the right thing. I mean, it was the final home game of the regular season. I think that uh, you know the punishment fits the crime. It was an awful look. It was an awful look, and I don't expect him to be a Cyclone next year. I don't, but he's going to get his opportunity. Apparently, according to Chris, he'll play tomorrow, and if that all goes well, then he will be back in the NCAA tournament with playing time as well. Well, a thing that I love about these tournaments is we get point spreads earlier than you normally do during college basketball. I wondered why there was a bounce in your step. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What so, have you got? I'm already looking ahead to tomorrow along with the degenerate So, so you've antics. got both the Big 12 and Big 10? Can you help us out? On the, well, the Hawks don't have an opponent yet, so no, they don't know. They don't know, though we do got Indiana, Ohio State, and those other matchups that are set. But Iowa-Baylor. Iowa State-Baylor. Or Iowa State-Baylor. Guess the line. It's close. It's tight. It's... Uh, um, Man, Iowa State's favored. One and a half. Favored by three, are the Cyclones really? are. Hmm. That was a, I thought it'd be slight favorite. Hilton South. Metrics like Iowa State, even as this team hasn't played well. Three, though? Seems like a lot. I'm with you. It does. Yep, it seems like First a blush lot. on that be, one. I thought it'd be a little tighter than that. Well, we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll have an opportunity to let us know tomorrow which way you're leaning. Uh, by the way, you have games in... 53 minutes. Are you, are you set? Are you prepared? Are you in? I don't want you to be interrupting our conversations <laughs> to get on your phone there and uh, and fire in your wagers. Oh, it, it doesn't start in 54 minutes. It starts in 23. What have you? So who have you got at 1030? Oh, we have the beginning of the big sky. Uh, you've always been a big fan of oh, the big sky. If, if there's anything Sacramento that I'm good State? at. Sacramento State? Sacramento State against Northern Arizona. The Lumberjacks v... The Hornets? I don't know. I think they're the Hornets. I'll get. I'll take your word for it. I'm not betting on that game. Good. Okay. Yeah. Good. But I'm, I'm guessing you will be all over the ACC. Yes. Well, it's a wonderful day today, and then we got Virginia Tech at one o'clock, and we get some Big Twelve action tonight, some Big Ten action tonight. If I if I could only watch one game tonight's game for me, and boy, it's I, I don't know what else I would be missing. I'm assuming I'll be missing some better games, but I, I got you got to watch Illinois Northwestern. Yeah. So you're ready for tomorrow uh, for Iowa's opponent tomorrow. So that's what we'll do. Um, but anyways, let's get to the NFL trend. The uh, AFC North. It's a division that look. It's always been. It's always been about Baltimore and Pittsburgh, right? It's the Ravens. It's the Steelers. You go back ten years. That might have been as good a matchup, a rivalry as we had in the NFL. Really, I don't think truly, there's any doubt. That, there I, was that you. stretch of four or five years. You knew it'd come down to a field goal. Yeah. And it, they always did. It always mm-hmm. it, sometimes it was 1916, other times there'd be points, but yeah. it was going to come down to the end. It was going to come down to a field goal seemingly every time. Odell Beckham, Olivier Vernon, Kareem Hunt, and Sheldon Richardson, all Cleveland Browns. Meanwhile, the Ravens lose C.J. Mosley, Zadarius Smith, John Brown, the speedy receiver. Yeah. And yeah, Terrell Suggs is old, but he's still pretty good, and so is Eric Weddle, and they're all gone. They're all gone from the Ravens. Weddle might be the biggest impact. And same thing, age. You don't want to pay a guy. See, I like Mosley. Did you? Yeah, I like Mosley. He's good. Yeah, but you're right. Eric Weddle's had a hell of a career. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Pittsburgh, they say farewell. I don't know. Is Antonio Brown the best receiver in the league? He's put up the best numbers. I don't know. Is Le'Veon Bell the best running back in the league? He's forced the miss, most missed tackles over the last four years. Uh, they're no longer uh, getting their mail in Pittsburgh. It's an unbelievable changeover of real impactful personnel. And I was thinking driving in today, you know what we're going to, this is going to allow us to do because it was hard to sprinkle in, I think, 
Cleveland conversation. Yes. <laughs> with yes. the Cavs being as bad as they are, and who knows, maybe the Indians will get back to the postseason, but by then it's October, and man, oh man, uh, it's football season. You know who we're, we're going to be able to reach out to and have on the radio? Bill Bender? Well, him for sure. Yeah, he's an Ohio Let guy. Let me give you a hint. Okay. <laughs> Ken Silverstein? Okay. Let's not go too far. No, here. <laughs> I like Silverstein. I like Ken Silverstein. Look, he does have that crutch, right? Okay, yeah. okay. Um, but he's not. I mean, the stuff that he the, the stuff that he brings to the conversation, Trent, yeah. is first rate. The Browns are going to be incredibly compelling. If you don't have an, if you okay, if you've got a young child mm-hmm. and and, he, and he's a boy and it's his formative years, he's starting to. Form his sports teams, right? That a lot of people will go through that for life as a blah, blah, blah. And you don't want your son or your daughter to grow up with the misery that you've had to suffer, as we'll say, as a Vikings fan. All right. Right? Or a, a, I think I know what direction you're heading here. Yes. You know, maybe point him in the direction of the Cleveland Browns. No, They've no, got no, a the, second-year quarterback. The Cleveland Brown. You really want to put somebody Trent, through that lifetime? I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have said this five years ago. I probably wouldn't have said this last year. No, no. There's been more bets placed on the Cleveland Browns in the last 24 hours to win the Super Bowl than any of them. I think probably most te- the, the other 31 teams combined, there's been more bets on the Browns at legal sports wagering shops. But you know what? This could be a fun team. I mean, Baker Mayfield's worth the price of yes, admission. He is excellent. Odell Beckham? My God, what is he going to do for that franchise? Kareem Hunt? Now, he's not going to be able to play right away because mm-hmm. he's still on the suspended list, and rightly so, but he's going to play eventually. He will. Um, and Nick Chubb's a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. And so yes. is Duke Johnson. Yeah. And what they've got on that defensive front, I mean, Garrett's a beast. He was excellent last oh, year. Oh, my God. Trent, the Cleveland Browns. They're a fan. I mean, look at I. Feel, I have a special place in my heart for a city for a fan base that gets their team ripped away from them. And that's what happened to Cleveland. And that's what happened to Cleveland. Art Modell, yes, yes, out to Baltimore, and then a couple years later they win a Super Bowl. And, and precisely, yeah, that's even worse. Now, for my case, the Arizona Coyotes never won a Stanley Cup. <laughs> Shocker, there, right? <laughs> right. Uh, they got the Jets. <laughs> that was never. But point being is. Cleveland fans long suffering that dog pound. A lot of those dogs are dead. Yeah, you know a lot of those my, dogs my grandpa gone. one of them. Right, Cleveland loved the Indians, loved the Browns. How, what, now, how did he do that? Because gr- I know I know a guy that would probably be about your grandpa's age. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, one of my best friends' father was all Cleveland in yeah. Winnipeg, Manitoba, and it had to do with the Indians in the fifties. He told me, or the forties and fifties. Okay, that's how he became a Cleveland fan. So maybe that was you know when your grandpa was in his formative. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it had something to do with Bob Feller. Okay, that make you know what that's probably it has a lot to do with it. Because, I forgot where I lived. You know there are a surprising number of Browns or Indians fans in this market, and there's not a real connection. It's not like back in the day radio broadcasts of the Browns and the right. Indians were on here in in Des Moines or across the state of Iowa. Well, there's a Buffalo Bills bar in, in Des Moines. <laughs> there, is there, there is. a Cleveland Browns bar in the? Now I guess I know the answer to that. It's no. Why would there be? Right. And and I'm. You know, I'm, I'm not suggesting that to anybody looking for their bar owner that's looking for their next <laughs> silver bullet marketing plan. Uh, but Don, all can decide. This is going to be a fun team, Trent. Yes. This is going to be a fun team to watch. They're clearly the favorites in the North, aren't they? Oh, I think so. I mean, I, they won seven games last year. Prohibitive? I don't if, like if the Steelers. You, if, you're, if you're placing the odds just to win the division. Uh, 
Cleveland yeah. plus 250. I don't even know if we'd be that big. Who's next, Ravens or Steelers? Well, we know who's last. Yeah. Um, who's next, Ravens or Steelers? Steelers got a quarterback. Jackson's yeah. a second-year quarterback. Um, Steelers, I would think the Steelers still. I would put it Cleveland plus 250, plus 325 for the Ravens, plus 350 for the Steelers. So you see it differently. You've got the Ravens. You like the Ravens better than the Steelers. I think so. Do you? Yeah. That run game was so good at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. It was tainted what happened you know, in the playoff game, but... You figure there's going to be more development in the passing game with with Lamar. Yep, he'll take a step forward this year. Even with those losses, I, I do like them a touch better. You like him better than Roethlisberger? How much longer is he going to stay upright? Well, and I, without those weapons around him now, yeah. now Juju smith schuster is a he's really star. good player. He's an emerging star, is what he is. And they lost their tight end too. Oh yeah, to Detroit. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So what? Detroit signed somebody that wasn't a Patriot. Trent, Detroit, Detroit's making moves. This is such a fun week. I'm so glad we have Frank Schwab on in ten minutes to talk about that. Uh, so last night, let's do a couple of minutes on this because you know it's sports, right? It's just freaking sports, and and that's the only way I think to describe. I mean, Gonzaga beat St. Mary's by 48 mm-hmm. in the return visit. What was the what was the number? There was like 18 or 20. So I think they they combined. In the two games, they beat them somewhere average by an average of either, you know, somewhere between 25 and 30 points. <laughs> the two games they played this year. The second best team in the conference. Right. Who's going to be left out? They was, beat, they beat uh, it was by 62. So, like, 30, 31 a- points. Average of 31. That's nuts. That's absolutely nuts. Trent, I didn't turn it on until the second half. I actually got to it at halftime. I was watching my Jets piss down their leg. Oh, I heard that was no, a rough one was, last night. That was a brutal one. Gave up the winning goal five seconds left. We'll, we'll leave that to the side. Oh, yeah, you know what? Let's do that. Nobody wants to care. Nobody wants to hear. Nobody cares. Um, I was the same. I was stuck on UNO and North Dakota State. You must have had a bet. Well, of course you did. Well, I had, of course. But I don't know. For whatever reason, I was just... More compelled there. I've seen Gonzaga enough this year. Yeah, and the Bison won. Seen St. Mary's, yeah. They lit it up. UNO came back, tied it in the second half. So I was in that. All of a sudden, middle of the second half, I'm like, better get over there. I got to get over there, right? Twitter's uh, Twitter's blowing up. Well, I had people asking because yesterday I was talking about the Zags being the best team in the country. Mm-hmm. And we asked Shelby Mast if they're the number one overall seed. Yeah. He said probably, but it doesn't matter because they're going to be out west. He still has them as a one today. They're still a one. Yes. They dropped one place. He's got them. I think they were, were they his first or second overall? I think second. So he's got them in his third, and he says, you know, that depending on what happens this weekend, they may move out. But look, they're not moving out of the West. Whether they're a one or a two, they're going to be out West. Right. Because even if they're the fifth overall seed, they'll be a number two in the West. Correct. And whoever gets shipped out there, Mm -hmm. they're fine regardless. So two or one, I I don't think it really matters for Gonzaga. And really outside of the Sweet 16 matchup, that's all that really matters, mm-hmm. right? Is there, Let me ask you this question. I don't know if we've ever talked about this in the time we've worked together. I think it was a good loss. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I really do. And I know a lot of people, ah, there's no such thing as a good loss. And I'm, you know what? I'll agree with you a lot of times. But I think in this case, this was a good loss last night. This was a good loss. This was a team that may be playing a little bit tight, maybe realized that, you know, the, 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 if they are going to get tripped up, this is a pretty good time to get tripped up because you still get to play next weekend. If you get tripped up next weekend, you're done. I think this was a good loss. I mean, Ford hitting those hook shots uh, over some of the uh, uh, the talented Gonzaga players. Man, St. Mary's, that, that, that was not a fluke last night. Every time the Zags would try and make a little bit of a run, I mean a tiny little run, St. Mary's was there to answer it. And Gonzaga's shots were not falling. Um, this wasn't a fluke. I, I, it was not a fluke. The good loss part of it, 
I'm not sure. More than anything, though, a close game. Because of the domination that we've seen. Yeah. I think that was... A little was, adversity. Yes. The, they lost their poise last night, Trent, for the first time, did. I'm guessing, all year long, right? Oh, there's no doubt. Going back, I watched a lot of that game against Carolina. They didn't play well in that game. A lot of it, they went from out to Hawaii, back home, mm-hmm. then across the country to Carolina. It was a pretty quick turnaround mm-hmm. during that stretch. That was and the I, Tennessee, I think, North Carolina back to Yes, yeah. I, I think that played a part of it there. And they didn't look good in that one, but we're talking, what, End of November, early December for those mat- right months and months and not close games, bludgeoning schools, beating St. Mary's by forty eight, <laughs> forty eight, unbelievable. Let's get Corey in here. Corey, welcome uh, to Miller and Condon. Corey, what's on your mind today? Well, I've been a Browns fan in Des Moines, Iowa since nineteen eighty six. You're the one, and I hate the hate the Broncos. They killed me two years. <laughs> I remember that very well, my friend, as a Broncos <laughs> fan. I, I feel your pain. But the Browns backers of Des Moines meet every Sunday at the Waverly on Ingersoll to watch the game. Got to be there, so there is a group of you guys and gals that get together. Very many. (laughs) You know what? You better find a bigger place because I think that number's about to grow, Corey. No, you can't just jump on the bandwagon. (laughs) To be a Browns fan, you got to earn it. I got you suffering through years of pain and disappointment. And God knows you and your fans and your fellow fans (laughs) did, Corey. All kidding aside, you got to feel pretty good about this team going forward right now you guys are certainly uh overdue to have some of this uh, these these good feels coming uh, your way as a browns fan yeah for the first time in a long time indeed Corey. thanks for the call yeah thanks yeah appreciate it so there is a brown there bar. it is the waverly that's right beside us it is yeah, right you Walk know, down there we should check that I, out Trent, after Trent, honest to god yeah all right this can sound like a god problem right so there was a time that I used to do the high school football, mm-hmm. you know, to be the anchor in here and the other guy I used to work with. Yeah. Um, and we would play, you know, we'd have a, maybe a little bit of tape mm-hmm. um, and then we'd have a break. <laughs> so I had like 12 minutes. And if there's a pathway... <laughs> Yeah, man, I was giving up a Friday night, right? right I want right. to have a beer. Yes. So I would scurry down the hill. <laughs> Slug back a Slug back one. one or two. We usually get through one and a half, look at my watch, and run back up and do the last hour of the show. Yeah, it's right down the track. Would you be panting when you got back up here? Well, I had the elevator. Oh, yeah, the elevator. Okay, good. Yeah. good. Um, it was working that time. It was working. I don't think it was called the Waverly at the time. It was no? an Irish bar. Oh, really? It was, uh, what the hell was the name of it? Well, Flanagan's or oh, it was Flanagan's. Flanagan's. I think huh? it was called Flanagan's. That's a great name for a bar. It is a great name. I, I know right where he's at. That place is plenty big, and I, and I like the fact that you got to earn your Browns fandom. Much like Corey, that's also the reason that I don't like your team. My grandpa passed away right oh, before my, those AFC yeah. Championship games. So the fumble. Oh boy, mm-hmm. that buck the drive. Sob John Elway. Yeah. Even as a youngster, never my favorite. And then they went away from hey. the great color scheme. And now I dislike them even more. Yeah, I'm not... Um, look Can't at, they just go back to those I old... I wish you- they would. But Trent, look at... I, I get it that there's a bunch of pissed off people for that. Don't think we paid our dues as Bronco fans? Yeah, pretty there's a lot. There's been a lot of bad Super Bowls. Including one recently, Russell Wilson. That was just oh, yeah. atrocious. Anyways, was that Super Bowl 48? It was. Because Super Bowl 49 was the... You know, just run the ball. <laughs> No, I'm gonna th- we're gonna throw it. We're gonna think Bill Belichick. You got Marshawn in the backfield. Yeah, yeah. You know what? They're they're, they're expecting that. Let's throw it. Uh, Malcolm Brown, right with the pick. Yes, unbelievable. 
We will take a timeout. Uh, we come back. We're going to talk. Well, we'll get the Cleveland Browns in this conversation. Yes, we we're will. doing NFL football for crying out loud, and the and the Browns are moving the needle here on Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty. Student of the. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Year.org. Ring Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more. From 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Con in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Interesting, Kyler Murray got on the scale. Did not stand to be remeasured height wise at his pro day in Oklahoma today. Wonder what's up with that. Malfiance, is there something going on? Yeah, you know what? I think a lot of people want to go down that road. Let's get Frank Schwab in here, yahoosports.com. Uh, part of the shutdown corner. He's a busy guy right now. We appreciate him finding time for us. Frank Trenton Ken, how are you? Hey, what's going on? Are you surprised that uh, Kyler Murray didn't go back in, uh, in front of all the scouts that were there and, and uh, agree to be remeasured as far as height wise? I, I, I wonder if he just gets to the point where it's like, no, I'm not trying to do these hoop tree guys. This is dumb. I measured once. You know, like, well, what's the point? What are we doing? Yeah, like, I'm with you. If, and even if, like, I don't know, somebody's measuring tape is different or whatever. Mm-hmm. If if he comes in at, at five nine and and seven eight, does that make any difference? <laughs> like, what are we even talking about here? He's not going to come in at five six. Yeah. So. You know, I mean, this is a whole kind of dumb to me. And, you know, I respect anybody in the process, especially the high-ups, the, the, the higher-end prospects, who just say, you know what, no, I'm not going to do this for you. Well, yeah, you like Christian McCaffrey was a great example. Uh, I believe it was Christian who basically said, you know, you're inviting me to all these private workouts? No, you, you, here's my tape. You can watch that. Here's my combine numbers. You can look at that. But I'm not doing these private workouts for you. I think the private workouts before the draft are – the dumbest part of the process. I don't think it gives you anything. I think it's just, I think teams have this, and I know I'm going like a 10,000 foot view of this Kyler Murray question, but I think teams view the draft process not necessarily as we're, we're really truly getting information on, on these players. It's more subconscious of we want to let you know we control you. We control your every move. Whatever we say you have to do, you do. If we say, hey, we know you measured in front of every single person in your underwear at Indianapolis, but we don't care. We're going to make you do it again. Mm-hmm. What, what point is there in this? What, what, aside from just letting players know, because it's a very much a, a we-control-you type of, of attitude that the NFL has towards players. So for, for Kyler Murray to say, no, I'm going to measure again. This is stupid. I respect that. I, yes, I, I wish more guys, especially at the top end of the draft, who can afford to, would just say, I'm not doing your dumb dog and pony show in NFL. <laughs> you, you got my tape. You know what I measured at the combine. If, if that's not enough for you, then I'll let the next team draft. Does it feel to you like a foregone conclusion that he will go number one overall and Josh Rosen will be getting his mail somewhere else next season? It sure seems that way. I mean, unless the Cardinals have done just a masterful job in kind of knowing everyone under and and setting up a trade with the Raiders or Giants or whoever would move up with them. 
I, maybe that's true, but but everybody in the league seems to think that they are drafting Kyler Murray number one. Mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't said that yet, but I, you know, I get it. I, I it's it's kind of weird to draft a guy number one right after you draft a guy number ten. But I think quarterback is so important that if look if the, if the Arizona Cardinals take a step back and say Josh Rosen's good, he's a perfectly capable quarterback, but we think Kyler Murray can be an MVP candidate. We think Kyler Murray can be. Uh, one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL and do so for 10 years and run this offense and, and legitimately put up, you know, top of the line numbers and maybe make an all pro team or something. Okay. That, that, you know, quarterback's so important. Why would we fault them for that? If they do think that, hey, Josh Rosen's ceiling is maybe the 10th best quarterback in the NFL, but Kyler Murray's ceiling is the number one guy. He could be the best player in the NFL someday. Mm-hmm. If they think he's that kind of guy, Fine. But then, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's things to kind of have a sunk cost of the 10th pick of the draft a year ago, but I'd get it. I'd at least understand it philosophically that quarterback is so important that, you know, if you think that guy's special, then then pull the trigger. Couldn't agree with you more. Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com. Frank, uh, we're going to get to the locals here in a second, but I, I got to ask you about the Cleveland Browns. Odell Beckham, they give up 17th overall, a third, a third round pick. Uh, and Jabril Peppers, who went in the 20s, I want to say, in his draft year and is yet to really make an impact, not saying that he can't. Uh, so two-parter, the, the, the Giants get enough, and, and boy, oh boy, this Cleveland Browns team is, is really uh, starting to make a major, major impact. Yeah, it really is. First with the Giants, it's just uh, overall organizational malpractice that they've done the past couple of years has just been astonishing. <laughs> I mean... It's got to, there's got to be some kind of plan, right? When you sign Odell Beckham, well, your plan can't be to trade him a year later and take on a huge cap hit and not really trade him for a ton either. I mean, yeah, they, they, yeah, Jabril Pepper's a nice player. The first round pick's fine, but I still think they got kind of short sold there. I don't think they got full value. And you just wonder, like, if you could get in, if you could sit down and have an honest moment with Dave Gettleman, what's your plan? Mm-hmm. What are you doing right now? You drafted a running back second overall last year. Tanking that for Tua. Yeah, it's like, I, I guess, I, I mean, maybe that's it, but you're going to be battling with the Dolphins over that because they <laughs> want them too, I guess. Right. So I, I I just don't know. I don't know what what the plan is. It's, and it goes back to, maybe I'm, I'm overstating this and being dumb and, and kind of conspiracy theory type of deal, but I really, truly believe but if you go back, and if Ben McAdoo never benches Eli Manning, I think the entire Giants organization mm. operates in a different way. I think that they have spent two years basically writing a virtual apology note to Eli Manning when they should have been trading him last offseason. Yeah. They should have been drafting Sam Darnold. They shouldn't have been in this mindset of let's help Eli out. Because why? Because Eli's it was an awesome career, great legacy. What, what are you doing making suboptimal decisions to try to win with Eli Manning, who you, you should have been able to see was on the decline? You're drafting second overall. You're not a good football team. So it just all goes back to this weird, we're writing this apology note to Eli kind of way they've gone about their business the last couple of years. It just kind of really goes back to McAdoo benching the guy for one game. I mean, it, it does. It's It's weird. But And then the Cleveland side of it, how can you? I mean, I don't want to get too crazy on the Cleveland Browns, but I will. Why can't the Cleveland Browns win the AFC this year? I'm with really? you. Like, yeah. I mean, as crazy as that sounds, like the Cleveland Browns on paper, they have a quarterback who I, I think is a stud. I, I think Baker Mayfield's awesome. You got two impact receivers. You got good tight end. Their offensive line's not great, but uh, the, you know, I mean, your running backs. You got a one-two. You, your backup running back led the NFL in rushing for a really <laughs> couple of years ago. I mean, your defensive line is 
Yeah, Sheldon Richardson, Miles Garrett, mm. and Larry, uh, the guy whose last name I can't pronounce, and, you know, Olivia Vernon you just got. That's a mm-hmm. good defensive line. You got Denzel Ward, a cornerback. You, on and on and on and on. You, you might sign Earl Thomas. <laughs> on paper, this team is loaded. The rest of the AFC North is not in good shape right now. Everybody took a step back except the Browns. So I'm excited. I, look, I've been waiting for this. Cleveland fans are great fans. I, 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 I think that they deserve a good team, a fun team. If nothing else, look, Cleveland Browns are, you know, we, there's five max games you can be on in prime time. Cleveland Browns going to be on primetime five times. Absolutely. Like everybody at ESPN's, NBC, everybody's going to want to see the Browns. And my goodness, is that, has that been the case since they came back to the NFL? It's, it's right been 25 years since the Cleveland Browns were much-watched TV. So great for those fans, great for the organization. I can't wait to watch them this season. They were a Thursday night game in December because they had to be in primetime once. And they match <laughs> them up against the Bengals, yeah. right? Yep, yep. Get Go them ahead. both out of the way. Right, yeah. Both out of the way. Hey, with uh, OBJ on his way to Cleveland, the other part of that one-two punch with Pittsburgh as going to New York with the Jets, Le'Veon Bell didn't make the money he was probably anticipating here. Four years, fifty-two million for for him. Jets though doing some work, at least I guess trying to be competitive for once. Yeah, I guess I, I don't love what they've done. They're good. They're, yeah, they're, they've done some good things. They're fine. Like Jameson Crowder's a, a decent slot receiver, and, and Le'Veon's a good player for sure. I, I don't. I wouldn't pay, overpay a running back in this day and age, but I guess if you got enough cap room, then fine. I, CJ Mosley's a good inside linebacker, but I wouldn't overpay inside linebackers either. <laughs> so I. Anthony Barr kind of left them at the altar, which stinks for them. I I don't know. We'll see. I really do like Darnold. I think he's going to be a good player, and, and you had to get guys around him. I, You know, the, the problem with these rookie quarterbacks, whether it was, you know, Josh Allen or, or, you know, other we've seen it with other guys, Jared Goff as rookie year. You're putting them out there and, and trying to evaluate them, and how could you when you have nobody to throw to? You have nobody really to hand off to. You're just you're stuck with a skeleton crew, so... For them, to, for the Jets to kind of help Sam Darnold out by getting Le'Veon Bell, if that's what their thought process is, that's probably worth the investment. It really is. Like if that if that helps your franchise quarterback develop, get better, helps you evaluate him, then I'm for it. I don't think it's egregious in any way. I don't love it just because I again I don't I don't think running back's a position I'd pay a lot of money for. But hey, you know he does help the offense. There's no question about that. He's a very good player. Happy to see if he's happy, and then great. That's awesome. And and now we can kind of move on beyond this uh, this two-year-long problem. Uh, The Packers uh, localizing a little bit with one of our, air quote, local teams. Uh, Green Bay's made some moves. Sounds like uh, Clay Matthews, Nick Perry released. They replaced him with a couple of Smiths from Baltimore. Amos comes over from uh, Chicago. They they, uh, signed an offensive lineman from Denver, and Billy Turner's kind of a a fill-in guy, stopgap guy, but he played well last year when when he was forced into the lineup. I like what the Packers have done so far. Really like the Packers. I think the Packers are the under under the radar winner of the offseason. I, I mean, we, we we had the splash teams. We we're going to talk a lot about the Jets, a ton about the Browns, Raiders. But I thought the Packers did what they needed to do. They they needed to really kind of overhaul what they did on defense. You know, it, there's two ways to help your quarterback. One of them is what we talked about with Darnold and getting him a lot of weapons and, and offensive line help and all that kind of stuff. That's obvious. 
another way to help the quarterback out is get a defense <laughs> because that way the weight of the world's not on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders anymore. He might not feel he's got to go out and, and put up 38 points to win a game. So I like that. I think they're closer to a championship now than they were you know, 72 hours ago. I, I like what the Packers have done, being very aggressive, getting, making smart moves. I like Preston Smith. I like Zadarius Smith. I, I, Adrian Amos is a, a solid safety. I think he's going to help them. I, I think that this was a – and don't forget – they did a really good job last year trading down with the Saints and got an extra first-round pick. They got three picks in the top 44. Mm. You can add a tight end at 12. You can then add a maybe an offensive line help, a receiver down the way. You can add a more cornerback help, although they just double-did the corner last year. There's a lot of different ways. The Packers go into the draft with three top 44 picks and not one glaring need, and that's a great spot to be in because you can just snipe off three best available players at those spots. So really, really like what the Packers have done. They're not going to get as many headlines as some of these other teams, but I think when you're talking about a team that improved itself the most and increased its Super Bowl odds the most over these past few days, I think it really might be, if it's not the Browns, it's the Green Bay Packers. Their uh, mates up there in the NFC North, the Vikings, Looked like Anthony Barr was on his way out the door. Then he's coming back. Played really poorly in that uh, Week 4 game against the Rams. Outside of that, four-time Pro Bowler. You like what the Vikings did here, bringing him back, a guy that certainly has been inconsistent throughout his career. Yeah, I didn't love it, to be honest. I just think he's he's one of those guys who, a few years ago, I thought he was going to be a superstar. Really did. I mean, he was really, really good about, I think it was, it was that 2015 season, and then maybe 16. And then since then, he's been okay. He, he's been okay, kind of coasting on reputation and making Pro Bowls based on that. I don't think he's been a big difference maker, and they're paying him like a difference maker. And then the team without a lot of cap flexibility, so... You know, I mean, if you're going to make one move all off season and it's paying Anthony Barr, what was it, thirteen and a half million a year? Eh, it's hard for me to really get too excited about that. I still think they got a lot of talent. I still think they're a they're a team that can compete for sure. But I look and I say, does Anthony Barr really move them that much? No, not really. I mean, I guess it's better it's better to keep them than lose them. But they paid a big price for that, so. It's fine. I don't love it. I, I don't hate it, I guess. It's just kind of, all right, well, I, I guess if that, if you really felt that strongly about keeping Anthony Barr, then you got to pay what it's worth. But, yeah, it's not a move that I really am going to jump up and down about and congratulate the Vikings for. All right, you're a Wisconsin alum, so we got to get this in here real quick. Hornybrook is gone, as you know. I think he's Florida State, right, is where he landed yes, this yeah. weekend. And then uh, the Big Ten tournament starts today, basketball-wise. I'm such an Ethan Happ fan, watching him play his final uh, senior year. I love the fact that they took him off the floor after two made free throws for his final appearance at the Cole yeah, Center. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Uh, so just your thoughts on the Big Ten tournament in Hornibrook, uh, no longer part of the f- football program. Yeah, and, you know, I guess it's just time to move a page on, on Alex Hornibrook. And he had that great Orange Bowl. And other than that, he was he was okay. He was solid. I, I don't know. I, I think Florida State's going to be, if they think they're getting that guy from the Orange Bowl, they're going to be a little uh, right. a little disappointed. And the, and the Badgers have a, a big-time quarterback recruit coming in. And it's probably, I, I only say that because it's pretty much the first time I can say that in my lifetime. So, <laughs> Mertz, right? Well, say Graham Mertz, yeah, yep. Graham Mertz, who was, I think, the All-Star, the, the MVP of the, the All-Star game down mm-hmm. there in San Antonio. Oh, I mean, he He's, I don't know, maybe he's good. I, I just I keep reminiscing about the one year we had a good quarterback in Russell Wilson. <laughs> so I hope this guy's good. And the, the biggest, man, I, I'm excited. This team is, 
is is good, not great, maybe, but uh, maybe Sweet Sixteen. He even has been awesome. It's just look, I, I missed the tournament last year. I, I, I got so used to it. It was nineteen mm-hmm. years in a row making the tournament. It, it's great to be back. It's you know, so we'll see. I I don't hold. I, I'll give you. I, I think Indiana's going to take the Big Ten tournament. I really do. Indiana. That's my one upset. Yeah, they're playing well late in the yeah, year. Yeah, they, they are. Beat Wisconsin, beat Wisconsin, beat Michigan State. It blew out a couple mediocre. I think it was Illinois and Rutgers at the end of the year. But I think they know that, hey, they got the talent and they need to win it to, to at least make a run to get in. I think Indiana, watch. I, maybe maybe they're going to lose I mean, in their first game. But <laughs> if I'm put this on the board at least. If I, if, forget it if I'm wrong, but if I'm right, it, <laughs> yeah, that's where you heard it. I think Indiana makes a run in the Big Ten tournament. 30-1 to one for the Hoosiers to win the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. By the way, yeah, well, there you hey, go. you gotta you gotta swing big, guys. Yeah, and you just did, Frank hey, I'm Schwab. I'm not here to just give. I'm not here to just give safe predictions. I'll give you Indiana to win the Big Ten tournament. You know? Love what you do for us, Frank. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you, Frank Schwab. Yahoo Sports, part of the shutdown corner. Indiana, Ohio State tonight. Yes, tonight. No, yeah. today or tonight. Today. No, what's today? Tomorrow. Wednesday. Tomorrow. Right. Tomorrow. Right. Um, We'll take a time out. Cappy's next. He is. Little Bears talk. A little Bears. We taped Cappy earlier. Uh, full disclosure, Cappy's on the air right now. Um, we will get to that when we come back. In the 11 o'clock hour, a lot of clones, a lot of Hawks. Hawks first. Wade-looking Bill. Uh, Cyclones, Alex Halstead asked for 11.35. By then, he will be out of the locker room, and all his interviews will be done. Cyclones are off the floor. Promise speaking. Lard is going to play. It was just confirmed in the press conference that, uh, quote, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Uh, Prom said, I'm looking forward to seeing what Cam can do down here. So he's going to play. Um, Need the bodies against Baylor. Yes, you do. And we'll talk to Alex Halstead who watch practice and just got out of the locker room. And about an hour from now, Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station, 14-6. Come together. It's 24-hour sports, morning, noon, and night. You're on 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. It's time to get David Kaplan in here, NBC Sports Chicago, ESPN 1000. He's brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa. Cappy, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Cappy, how are you? Everything is good. How about you guys? Uh, doing well. Cap, uh, you know, Trent and I have had this, not argument, discussion, debate. Um, the conference tournament season is upon us. It's championship week in college basketball. Next week, of course, is the, you know, the first four days of the tournament, which Vegas is packed. But Vegas has actually seen a significant uptick this week, conference tournament-wise. For you, I mean, is it close, Cap, as, as, as championship week in conference t- uh, college basketball close the gap on opening week of the NCAA tournament? Uh, no. I, I like championship week, and, you know, I'm headed to New York for Thursday-Friday games, and so I like that. and I'm, I'm excited to do the Atlantic 10, and these are fun weekends to watch games, pick games, all of it, but there's nothing like thursday friday first-round NCAA tournament. For me, that's the great. Cap, I, I know you do call a lot of A-10 games. We've seen you know, that conference be really good at times, take a step back. It was last year, Rhode Island was really good. I think they had four or five good teams. But it's kind of swings up and down, back and forth. Is it just the reality of a mid-major conference that's right on the cusp? They're not quite a part of the power six or eight, however you look at it, but right there. The A-10, could it be viable year after year, getting four, five, six teams in? Is, is that... Any likelihood at all of that happening down the road? No. No mm. shot. No shot. You know, like I look like a conference like the Missouri Valley. They won their first round game, I believe, seven consecutive yep. tournaments. 
Well, a lot of that was you had Wichita State in there. Mm-hmm. So they were a team that went to the Final Four. They were always an impactful team. And then there were some good teams coming out of the Valley. But do I think they're going to continue? I, I don't see Bradley winning their first round game. Maybe I'll be wrong. I hope I am wrong. But I don't think that you're going to see the Atlantic 10 put in all these teams or the Missouri Valley. This is a rich person's game, and by that I mean those Power 5 conferences. Hmm. I want to ask you about your friend uh, Tom Izzo, Cap. What is it about Izzo that gets his team normally? I mean, we've seen him first-round exits in the past get upset, but normally this is Michigan State's time to shine, right? I mean, they nice win over Michigan coming from behind this past Saturday night. They'll be in Chicago as a, as a one seed next week. What is it about Izzo peaking normally uh, at the right time of year? He knows how to coach these guys. I mean, he just, he really challenges guys. And they, look, when he goes and recruits a player, he recruits guys that can handle his intensity, his style. So very rare do you see a guy go there and you go, wow, I can't believe that kid transferred. He couldn't handle Izzo. You either know what you're getting into or you don't go there. And he's an amazing coach. He's an amazingly good person. And he sticks to his philosophy, and it works. Izzo is, what, 64? 64 years old. Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. Could he be coming towards the end? I, I had somebody, the reason I bring this up to you is Fred Hoiberg's son is a walk-on there, trying to connect the dots that Izzo's going to retire and Hoiberg's going to take over. I wasn't buying that, but how much do you think uh, Izzo's got left in the tank? Uh, I just don't see him doing anything else. He's not a TV guy. Mm-hmm. He's not a guy that's going to ride off and go hang out and go fishing. That's just not who he is. <laughs> I, I don't see him even close to retiring. Mm. I don't. Coach in high school basketball in the Upper Peninsula. Maybe that's what he'll do after he quote-unquote retires. No chance. <laughs> he yeah. wants to coach at the highest level, getting the best players. He loves it. You know, It was his birthday, and I was on the phone with him. This has got to be season ago, maybe two, it's his birthday, and he called. Hey, what are you doing? I said, I'm just hanging out at the house. He said, well, I am on my way to Chicago. And I said, what are you coming to Chicago for? He said, it's my birthday, and I'm coming down. I'm like, oh, you're bringing the family for dinner? He's like, no, I'm in a van because the weather wasn't good. We couldn't go on our private plane to go recruiting. So we're driving five and a half hours to see some kid in Chicago and I'm eating a sandwich I got at a gas station. <laughs> I'm like, hold on a second. You are Tom Izzo. You are a basketball Hall of Famer. You've won a national title, and you make $6, 7000000 million a year. Dude, take the night off. He said, never. That's not how I roll. Mm-hmm. So that's who he is. Good stuff. Cap, let's switch to uh, baseball. We'll get to the Bears and football and free agency, et cetera, in a couple of minutes. Centurion Stone of Iowa makes it possible for us to speak with Cappy uh, each and every Wednesday. We're grateful uh, to both the sponsor and to our guest for uh, for joining us. Cap, um, we brought up Tyler Chatwood a couple of weeks ago just because, you know, I, I, for whatever reason, I did these Colorado pitchers, former Colorado pitchers, I, I think you have to take a chance on them. Now, last year it was abysmal. It just did not work out well. Uh, nowhere near living up to expectations, and they weren't real high to begin with. But this year, Cap, so far so good for Chatwood. What's he doing different? And have you come off your – I mean, I'm not. he's not going to take one of the five starting spots, you wouldn't think. But now, are you starting to see maybe that there might be more of a role than we when we talked two weeks ago? Um, do I see him 
being a guy in the rotation, I don't. I don't. I just don't see it. I look at him, and I see a guy that they're paying a lot of money to. They're not just going to let him leave and you know pay a million bucks uh, another team, and the Cubs are on the hook for 90% of the money. I don't see it. He's changed his delivery. I think he slowed his delivery down, and he said he worked with this new pitching coach, Tommy Hadovy, on his release point, and he was noticing that his belly button was pointed towards the home dugout, and he said, it sounds easy. Well, don't do that anymore. He said, it's just not that easy. Changing your mechanics aren't easy, and so now he's got better mechanics, and he's been able to throw strikes. Does that mean they're going to take someone out of the rotation and put him in there? I, I would, Unless there's an injury, I don't see it. Depth of this team overall, do you, do you like the construction 1 through 25? Uh, do I like it 1 to 25? I still think they need another bullpen arm. I okay. do. But if the game's on the line and you don't have Brandon Morrow yet, probably into May, the game's on the line in the eighth inning and you've used C-Sheck a couple days in a row, mm-hmm. who are you handing the ball to because you're saving Pedro Strope to be your closer? Right. So I still think they're an arm short. I do. Maybe that's Tyler Chatwood? Oof. You, again, I know he hasn't Oof. walked anybody. You're <laughs> trusting. It's the eighth inning. It's three to two game against the St. Louis Cardinals, and you're handing the ball to him, and he walks the first hitter. You're now going, you got to be kidding me. Mm. And now he walks the second hitter. You're done. Mm. You now i got to pull you. And now you're like, oh, what was I thinking? I still think they're an arm short. Mm, David Kaplan is our guest. Cappy, uh, speaking of arms, let's go to the starters. John Lester's having a terrific spring. So is Hamels, Hendricks, you Darvish, Quintana. I haven't seen much on him, so you help me out with him. But the four uh, that I mentioned prior to Q, all off to good starts in the spring and all doing you know what's expected of them. We thought this could be a special starting rotation. So far, so good. What's the latest on Quintana and the other four are shining right now? Yeah, it seems like everybody's in a really good place. Uh, They really, really like what they're getting out of this new pitching coach. It's a veteran pitching staff, and it's a staff that feels like if we stay healthy and we pitch well, this team has a chance to win the Super Bowl. I almost said Super Bowl. Chance to win the World Series. Uh, Yes, it's an older rotation, no doubt about it, but... It is a rotation with a lot of veteran experience and quality arms. Hey, speaking of arms, back to the bullpen for a moment. Carl Edwards Jr., very slight guy, seemed like maybe he hit a wall as the season progressed last year. He uh, He's going and adding a pause to his delivery this season. How has that gone? I remember reading a story probably about a month ago about it. How is that going at this point? And something that is going to help Carl Edwards? I, I, I guess I'm just struggling wrapping my mind around how a guy, how this pause, he thinks it's going to help him going forward. Well, he, he, look, he's not trying to be Clayton Kershaw, but he is modeling his, his movement after that type of a pause where it slows him down, it settles him down, and allows him to lock in. So, look, if he feels that's going to help him, I talked to him at spring training for a while, and he said, hey, I'm just, I feel like I'm, I'm not letting things go too fast for me. I'm settling down, and I'm just relaxing, and I'm able to throw strikes. If that's accurate, well, then you got there's your, your missing arm in the bullpen. 
Mm. Uh, Illinois Jimenez, Cappy, for the White Sox. Uh, White Sox fans a little concerned about the spring that he's having right now. Well, we know he's going to hit. Um, is, is is the concern warranted, I guess? Uh, look, everybody always pack, uh, panics. They do. They get concerned because he's not hitting 650. I think some of it has to be that he knew if he hit 1,000 with 57 home runs in spring training, it didn't matter. They would say, well, we got to make sure he is seeing more pitches. He's got to be better defensively, whatever the case may be, because he is going to be down in the minors for three weeks, just like Chris Bryant was, Mm -hmm. just like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. would have been if he didn't strain his oblique, and now he's on the injured list. So that is what it is. I know Sox fans, some of my friends are like, I don't know about this guy. I'm like, relax. (laughs) It's spring training. He is going to be a star. Let's get into football. The Bears maybe have a kicker, but they don't have a safety anymore. Amos to the Packers, signing in division. Doesn't that make it sting even more, Cap? Uh, I don't think it does. I mean, I don't think the Bears are shedding any tears here. They've got the room to be able to sign this guy. People up there said to me, yeah, good player. Maybe a tad overrated. So I don't think that they care. And in fact, someone up there said to me, you know what? God bless him. Let him keep getting as much money as he can from Green Bay because they overpaid him. Uh, that uh, I can see the connection there. Cap, they overpay and they, they hurt the uh, the salary cap on one hand. Cap, great stuff. Uh, have you got a team? Who will, uh, I mean, I guess we could save this for next week when the brackets are out, but who are you watching right now? Who's college basketball's best team as we sit here today on Wednesday? Is Zion Williamson playing? Yes, he is playing. I'm taking Duke. Not Virginia. No. I, I don't think Virginia gets to the Final Four. I certainly don't think they win it. I don't think I think they're too reliant on their perimeter shooting. They are, yeah. They're great defensively. They're going to have a game where they don't make shots, and I think that game ends up costing them if it's against a really elite team. Yeah, Salt and Huff inside. Don't give them a lot. No doubt about that. Cappy, great stuff, pal. Thank you. You guys, too. Have a great day. Yeah, you do the same. David Kaplan joining us. Centurion Stone of Iowa uh, makes it possible for us to speak with Cappy on a weekly basis. Centurion Stone, whether you're looking for manufactured or natural stone to accent, accent, or update your exterior or interior project of any size. Centurion Stone of Iowa offers a variety of styles, patterns, and colors for every need. Tyler Chatwood, you drafting him? No! <laughs> Tyler Chatwood? <laughs> I think I'm president of the Tyler Chatwood fan club, Central you, Iowa chapter. You're president, you're the only member. I think I probably am. There's a lot of room at these meetings, Tyler. <laughs> Is it happening in your basement, Nankity? Whenever I want to call him. I'm yep. the only one showing up. Uh, we'll take a timeout. Our number. <laughs> uh, Hawks and Clones. Plenty of conversation on them as we get ever so closer to conference tournaments. It's Miller and Condon. Hour to go. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.